Try to give it a minute, make sure my sound guy got it together. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another Wednesday with the Boss Fest podcast. I'm Edwina. Y'all know who I am. I'm Kevin. I like because they don't. Nobody knows you. I swear. Um, and our topic today is... Are men allowed to be vulnerable? 
I got the topic right? Yeah. Okay. You was giving me like side eyes, so I was just making sure. No, I wasn't trying to give you no side. I'm just trying to make sure, you know. Got my, got my sound and my camera angles right. I don't need no more whoopings about that. Please, let's not. I'm trying to test out these new mics, make sure we good, no issues there. So, Yes, for those of y'all that have been following us, new mics, hey, hey. Good job, sound guy. So let us know um, if the sound is clear and if there's any issues while we go through um, this subject today. So, I mean, obviously you're the man in the room. So what do you, what's your take on it? Run it one more time. What is the topic? Are you asking me? I'm asking one more time. What is the topic? The topic is are um, men allowed to be vulnerable? Oh, that is a no. Alex, 800. No. Never. That just simple, simple answer is no, they're not allowed. No, we're not allowed to be vulnerable, ever. Vulnerability is looked upon as weakness. Uh, women do not like weakness. And depending upon your level of vulnerability or how you respond to it determines how you'll be perceived. So the answer to that is no. Never. I think what you're saying um, is wrong, honestly. I don't think it's that women don't like men um, that are vulnerable. I honestly think that y'all are just thinking about it wrong. If we're thinking about it wrong, it's because women have pretty much told us or demonstrated that having any type of real emotions or feelings towards things or showing, uh, I'm going to say, more of a softer side can be looked down upon and the biggest fear for any man is that if he shows his vulnerable side to anyone, they will, that then will be used against them later. And we know how vindictive women can be when they upset, even when they love you. I mean, it sounds like you're just saying it from like a relationship standpoint. So let me ask you, has there ever been a situation where you just felt like, you know, I have a lot of emotions behind whatever's going on and I just feel like I need to let them out. I need to let them out. I want to let them out. And I feel like I can't let them out. I guess all of that then. Yeah, that's not what I said, but. Yes, all the time. Okay, so if you feel that all the time, then how do you handle it? I keep it bottled up. So you never express your feelings at all? Would you like an example? Sure. Okay, so for those out there listening, so this past weekend we celebrated my wife's birthday. You know, it was a great time. Um, Happy birthday to me, yay. Happy birthday to her. So we had a great time. We balled out and we enjoyed life. Okay. So what's also reveling about June 3rd is that is the day that uh, my brother was killed. My older brother was killed. So for a long time, June 3rd was, has been a day of more or less moral uh, mourning for me, sadness and things of that nature. And what used to happen was is that 
I would be like, happy birthday, Weena. I miss you, Lamont. And what I used to come times here, it wasn't malice behind it. It was like, dang. So you gotta you gotta say that. But it wasn't it wasn't no, it wasn't nothing mean behind it, but it was just one of those moments where, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of in a lot of emotions. So for me, sometimes showing even that, I don't want to put a damper on her day, uh, the energy that 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 it brings, because it has brought me a lot of joy on this day. But I also sometimes will get lost in thought, especially on June 3rd and on his birthday. And with it being her birthday, it, it's just one of those things where I know I can't really show the true emotions I have behind that day. Because like I said, my brother was taken from, from us tragically, you know, it was a tragic thing. You know, we grew up in one of those areas where, you know, stuff happens. And I just know the moment my wife kind of found out that Dane, his birth, like his death day, he died and my birthday on the same day. It wasn't like, dang, I feel sorry. It's like, well, now you got something to celebrate. So a vulnerable moment for me, like, yeah, don't think about that. Focus on this, which it helps. But example, you said that like it was a very shallow. First of all, I don't remember you ever being like happy birthday to me. Oh, I miss Lamont. Um, <laughs> It was some Facebook post. I stopped doing that too. So that had to be like long, years, long, years ago. Years ago, which means that the moment you recognized that they were on the same day like that. But I've always known they were on the same I day. I know that, but okay. but I remember like, the, I think the first, the, I think I only did that one time where I put a post up like that. Because I was, I don't know, I was just, I don't know, I just guess I was in my feelings that day. However many, 10 years, 11 years ago, however long ago it was. And I said, I think I might have said, I miss you, Lamont, first. Like, I miss you, bro, you know, da-da-da. Then I said, happy birthday with my wife. You know, I'm ready to celebrate, let go of the sadness, da-da-da. I thought, you know, I was giving remembrance to my brother while also letting the world know, hey, I'm ready to celebrate and enjoy life. My wife came back and hit me with, dang, so you had to make that post. So what you're saying is you're not vulnerable in situations because I'm going to say something if you post on Facebook? No, what I'm saying is that intentionally or not, women sometimes do things to men to make us like, man, maybe I shouldn't say so. Maybe I shouldn't say all the things that's in my heart or on my mind because I don't want it to be looked upon as either something negative or something that can be draining or even something that takes away from a moment. Right, but you're using a Facebook post as an example. You That's like somebody example. saying, I don't want to post on Facebook because somebody going to look at me. No. Like you still post whatever you want to post. Right, but I know that if people are saying happy birthday, Wena, happy birthday, happy birthday, getting all those shots out, which is good and great. Do we really want it to be the sort of that negative energy that comes behind my brother's death? I just know it. It was a comment said. I'm not saying you said it out of malice. I'm not saying you said it out of anger or anything like that. You understood what I was going through. But it was the more I said, dang, okay. I guess I see her point. Let me just keep that in. And I think that's what happened with a lot of guys. Like those sides of us, that, that vulnerable side of us, we'd be like, man, you know what? Maybe I should maybe I shouldn't show it right now. But couldn't you just go, let's say, a moment in the morning or whatever to yourself? You know, get a good cry out, like ugly cry in the shower or something, let the emotions go 
and then kind of release it and then move on. But you said, can I be vulnerable? That's but, not a moment of um, being but, vulnerable? By myself? Yeah, you can't. So all of us men can be. Oh, that's the question. Yes. All men are vulnerable by themselves. Are you? In our heads. Yes. We're in your head. In our yeah. head by ourselves. We are all vulnerable. Absolutely. Every last one of us. <laughs> Out in public, it's a different situation. Okay. So the situation is when someone's watching. Or can provide critique. Because I guess, I mean, I, this would be someone's watching. I've never seen you show emotion for almost anything, to be quite honest. Um, not super happy, not super sad about anything. You just, me? like, yeah, it's just me all the time. And then, and I'll take that back. Like, sometimes it's, what I see is like an overly aggressive side sometimes. And I'd be like, why are you being so like aggressive right now? Somebody just asked for a cookie. Like it just be out of nowhere. And I'm like, why are you doing that? I couldn't let go of the mother emotions one day. So that cookie became powerful at that moment. Like, I want that so cookie. is that like a guy thing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh. I'm, I'm not denying that. I think that we cannot really show emotions like that. And it's, it's not allowed. It's, 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 it's frowned upon even in trying to, find someone or be in a relationship with someone like women can tell you their emotions all day. They can be vulnerable. They can come home and have a bad day from work and be dealing with stuff. It can be vulnerable about, about silly stuff. Oh my God. Look what they did to my hair. I can't believe this. And you can't do that. I can't do that, man. The man didn't hit the edge on the corner. Like that's it, not even being something where you're showing, showing extra motion. I feel like in, 2023 women want to see guys who have different emotions you you look at me like so i just stopped talking no i'm just saying to me that just doesn't sound true it's very true like i want to know when um see jasmine said me um i want to know when like there's a bad day or like something happened how you felt about this or a decision that we're making not okay let me think from like the money standpoint of things but how you really feel about what's happening um telly said we do uh bobby said not at all but um i don't know what he said not at all too he's saying that not at all we cannot show emotion we cannot be vulnerable. That's what he's. But I to. think that's something that y'all feel that you can't do. What I'm saying is, I think women nowadays want to see that. this feeling had to come from a place of learning. So we but can maybe it's something your parents taught you. No, it's what society has shown us. What women have shown us. So, for instance, so. The good dudes who are vulnerable and all that stuff and maybe can show their emotions or they look like. They may show their emotions or can tell. You look like a person who show your emotions? Man, people can look like they show, they, they emotional. Okay, so he's, so Bobby said, he's saying not all women and not all situations. So, I mean, that's true. I can't speak for all women. Maybe all women don't want to see that. I definitely want a guy to be very strong. Like, you know, I want to feel protected and like you'll be able to. I guess stand in front of me should I need you to. But when it's just us, I also want to know how you feel. Like, oh, man, I feel like when I tell you a story about working, this bitch did this. I want you to also say some shit, man. The dude over here tried me, and man, he got me like really. I don't know how to express it, but I definitely want us to have an exchange of feelings. I don't just want us to go to the movies 
and watch John Q heart like i want you to feel all the time so i think vulnerability for men is situational meaning okay. that depending on the time and the place and the situation we may can show a little bit of it while women can do it in any place in any time so, so in what we, case is it okay for you to show vulnerability yes i believe during death, we can show vulnerability. I believe if we're in relationships, uh, I don't know. When you get married, you can cry. But after you say I do, you need to just dry that shit up. It's done after that. Um, let's see. The birth of a child. But the moment that child makes that loud cry and is good, shut that crap up. Uh, we might get a few graduation cries or emotions and stuff like that, but it ain't much. It's, you can count it on like you can count it on two hands. You got about five good events where we can say, "All right, this is okay for you to show emotion and be vulnerable." About five. We okay. got all of them. Listen, so, um, someone definitely how you were brought up. So it all depends on how you're brought up, whether you feel like you can, you know, show emotion or not. Um. This one says a lot of people say that they want honesty and some someone to be vulnerable, but they can't handle those 100% truthful moments. Um, I think that's a pretty real comment because I definitely feel like I want you to be like honest and show your feelings and it to be raw. But sometimes when you're having those raw moments and those exchanges of like 100% truth, it stings a little bit or, you know, um, I would say in the relationship I'm in, I would, I'm definitely up for that. But I know, let's say, like starting out or something like that, that can get a little bit sticky. I know who I married. What does that mean? It means that I know who I married. That, so you that repeat you, the same I'm thing? Gonna, if I got to repeat it a third time. My wife is nice and good and, and, and great until... Help. She isn't until she all. isn't. That's all. Or, or until she's been put, put in a vulnerable place, then everything that might have been vulnerable to me is going to be exposed. But it's cool. Wait a minute. So you're a, saying that I, I'm a person that's going to use it against you? Oh man, you're going to hit me. With, I ain't saying you're going to do some public stuff, but you hit me with that quick when you feel a certain type of way. That's why your kids don't love you. Like God dang. What? What? Wait a minute. How did that happen? Hold on. Hold on. I want to be able to say I never said that your kids don't <laughs> love you. I saying. really want to be able to say that, but I can't remember. So I'm be honest with you. So like, there's two different sides to what you're saying right now. So I want to defend myself in this moment. There's two different sides. So first of all, I like to talk shit. Like that's like my favorite pastime and you understand that. And then there is a point where you can take me there. And sometimes I don't remember what it is I said. I just went for whatever it was. But I don't remember ever saying that. You I might have been like, that. you not the daddy. I might have said that. Listen, I think I get a you not the daddy every other month. Ooh, yeah. All right. So, so I'm going to say the name of who said this. Because Bobby said, Kev, you're right. It's definitely coming back. but i'm just saying like for me to actually like say something and try to use it against you as a weapon you knew the steps going into like you knew where we were going with that you were pushing every button 
to make that happen. You assume someone's pushing your button. And I think that's what women do. Y'all y'all think we as men sit here like, man, I'm going to push your button today. No. Listen, sometimes y'all come in with a lot of emotions and a lot of energy towards things. And we just ain't in the mood for it. So because we ain't in the mood for it, we ain't giving it the energy. You feel like we're pushing your button. Like, man, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to do it. My favorite word is when we get into it, is, is there anything else? I do it for two reasons. One, I want the conversation to be over. And one, I want to annoy the hell out of you. I, right. I get it. But in reality, there's nothing else I really want to say in this conversation. I don't want to talk no more. Man, is there anything else? Get it all out. Is there anything else? All right. But you know me for a long time. So you know when you say anything else, I'm going to be ready to fight. So if you say anything else, we could be anywhere and I'm automatically triggered. But you understand that. Yes. But yes, right here, you understand that you know what it's going to cause. That's the honest, that's the answer for you. Right, but why does it have to go to that extreme? And don't I, use that word then. Oh, don't use anything else? No, you're about no, to no. make me mad on the podcast. Right, right. So, so I'm going to say, see, so right now, she's about to, about to let it go. Right, don't, don't use that with me. So the point is, and the reason why it's like a triggering thing is because when we would have discussions, you would anything else me to death. So I'll be talking to you about anything else, anything else, anything else. Like you understand that you are pissing me off. I'm trying to a thought and you are trying to an annoy me. I want you to get through all of your thoughts. No, you I don't. Re annoy I, me. I, 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 yes, but I don't have any more conversation. Then say that I I'm old enough to understand when someone says, Hey, I think we're at a point where we both will agree to disagree. Let's table it here. But that's not what you do. Man, that's a whole lot of words. Men are simple. Anything else? No. Cause now you're trying to justify that. Like for instance, when Bobby says, yes, it's definitely coming back. What I'm saying is if it comes back, then that's because you triggered the, the you want to do that and what you're doing right now is giving evidence to that I, I, I didn't trigger you to attack me when I gave you some vulnerable information about me or you want to try to make me feel how you think I'm trying to make you feel I just oh wow let's get real then I I yes, women, want you to women, feel well all women no no don't all women don't all women yes you're not alone in this all women do that if, if women feel triggered by something that a man is doing, whatever, whatever he's done, if they're in a real relationship and stuff like that, whatever, he, whatever vulnerable moments he's done or had mm -hmm. is more likely to pop up in that, in, in that exchange. I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think so. I think there are definitely times where, um, women can be intellectual and they don't have to stoop to to that level. Like, and I'm going to be 100% transparent. There's a switch that goes off in my head. I can pick, you know, route A or I can pick route B. I just like to pick the route that causes me to be very petty. That's just the person that I am. All people aren't going to choose that route. And even when I could, like, bring up different things and throw them at you, I don't think that I do that. So, we all understand that the majority of men feel like they cannot be show real vulnerability. So it's not. I just, don't agree with that. It's just because you don't agree with it. But you said we all agree. I'm just letting you know I'm not a person. I don't agree. 
In fact, I found some people on TikTok who are now like making TikTok saying that the 2023 man is now talking about his feelings. He's talking about what I want in a woman and expressing, hey, I don't like this. I don't like when you do this. Men are now talking. They are talking, but I'm pretty sure those are the dudes who are just trying to get a bunch of ass. It's like that. It's like that. Was it was that pastor who was telling men what they should do and shouldn't do and how they should be faithful. And he had like a gang of bitches. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying, man. Either way. But I think social media has allowed for people to play the narrative. But in real life, men are not allowed to be vulnerable with women. Shoot, we can't even be vulnerable with, with, with each other as men. Because, listen, I know my friend group chat. We get at each other. It's out of love. But. Okay, so that's we, a good point. We, we, we as men don't really deal with your vulnerability that much. You got a real short timeline with men. Dang, that happened. Dang, that's messed up. Now I'm selling out. The moment I feel like it's okay to sell out, I'm going to sell out. So y'all don't feel like, you know, you could come to someone and say, hey, dealing with this and your friend help you? Yes. But the moment that struggle is over, I'm going in. Okay, so this comment says a large majority feel like if they speak their truth, it will turn around or be used against them in some other way. And you feel that way with your men group as well. Oh, yes. It's, it's, it's proven fact in the group. So you have no outlet. You can't do it at home with your significant other. You can't do it in your friend group either. No, the friend group. So well, the, well, the one thing about our, our group is that it stays within the group. Uh, this, this comment was so funny. My bad. It says, as soon as you get out of the hospital. So, 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 <laughs> since, since he brought it up. Okay. So, listen. My friend had a near-death experience. Mm -hmm. It was scary. Mm -hmm. We were scared for him. I remember you being scared. Until so you were vulnerable we, in that moment. We were I vulnerable for our friend mm -hmm. at that moment mm -hmm. until the doctor said, or the nurse said, oh, no, he good. Um, he going to be all right. He just got to change his diet and do this, but he's going to be this. Oh, he is? Cool. If he's still in the hospital bed, we taking selfies. We going in. So how do you think that made your friend feel? I don't know. Don't care. But so that's the point. So if you're, if he, we're talking he, about he me and being, he sells back out. Right. But maybe he sells back out because he doesn't know how to be able to relate. So you're saying but that's if how men we relate. If men can't be vulnerable, then someone has to take the first step and say, man, I want you to know I was worried about you. I care about you. And then maybe that opens up a different narrative where y'all aren't just picking at each other. Cause that's the same thing you're saying that women do, but you don't really like it. The difference is, we do it in a fun, joking manner. So it's not to be malice. Women take that moment of vulnerability to try to crush your soul. So me, us and our friend group, if we selling out on each other, I'm not trying to destroy my friend. I'm not trying to crush his soul and anything like that. It's just, hey, man, I'm glad you're alive. I know that was a vulnerable time for you. Now we finna joke about it until the next vulnerable time. So have you ever told your friends, Hey, man, I love you. Yes. Okay, I think that's a very vulnerable moment to have. Yeah. Like, I care about you. I love you. Yeah, I say I love you guys. Then I say I love you guys, and it's like, oh, y'all can go to hell. So, I mean, is that really you opening up? It's just kind of like, almost like you play it off. So Maybe that's part of the trigger, but yes, I have said that. So, if there's no... Like, I guess, where's a safe space for men then? Because, like, as women, we can have, like, a, a serious conversation. In our head. That's it. 
Can't tell your wife, can't tell your girlfriend. Because the moment they ain't your wife no more and they sitting in front of that judge, you every vulnerable thing that you told her in front of that judge. Now, I don't understand why every vulnerable thing would come out in front of the judge. Is that getting more money or something? It's, it's whatever benefits the situation. And I think women will use those vulnerable moments to benefit situations. Okay, so your friend who went through a situation, he said um, all his friends were there when it was serious, but as soon as the seriousness is, is gone, it's on and popping. So y'all going in, I guess, has there been like a serious moment for you where you felt like, Hey, I need to reach out to a friend and talk and you've been able to do that. Yeah. Okay. So then that means there is an outlet where you can be vulnerable. If you have like a, a lifeline. To it's talk a to. time limit though. So what you got five seconds. I got enough minutes to get my point across before it becomes, oh, I don't want to hear this no more. Let's talk about something else. And the way men do it is... I think women feel that way too now. No, women will keep talking about stuff for days on end. But the other person is probably like, I don't want to keep hearing this shit. But they will keep hearing it. Men will be like, you know what, bro? You don't need to be focused on that. Let's go do this. So now I'm trying to distract you and take your mind off of this. Focus on that. Because I don't want to keep dwelling on this with you. All right, bro. We didn't talk about this long enough. Let's go. Some, let's think about something else. That's how, I got to honestly say, I think that's the same. I think it's the same with women as well. Because although the other person may want to keep talking about it, hey, did you see blah blah blah? Like, let's move the conversation somewhere else, essentially. Um, but how long do you have to move the conversation? I've watched you be on the phone and you be able to talk through some things for quite a while. I think for men, we got a good maybe 10, 12 minutes. I mean, I definitely think our attention span to a situation is longer than 10, 12 minutes. Like women may talk out scenarios and, you know, what if this or did you think about that? So it probably takes longer than that. So, but what you're saying is you can actually be vulnerable with your friends. So what you're saying is you can't be vulnerable with your significant. Oh, what I'm saying is that I should expect that in that moment of vulnerability, it will be thrown back at me some way or another with my friends it's thrown back at me in a joking manner. And I can accept it a little bit better when my wife is extremely pissed at me or when women are extremely pissed at us as men, we know there is no joking in it. It's I am trying to cut you with these words or with this situation. And I want you to die, but still be living. Do it all. Okay. Like, I just don't think like, so in a scenario where you're talking in this relationship, y'all have gotten, um, words are being exchanged and you're saying it as though, like, you're not saying anything to the other person and the other person is just going in on you. So if we're just having a normal conversation and let's say we having a normal household debate about something. Okay the way we raise our kids, the way we see each other as husband and wife or whatever relationship, whatever. We just have any normal conversation, but then that conversation starts to become a little bit more challenging to deal with. Mm -hmm. Now we're fighting with emotions and feelings and stuff like that. Most situations for men, we just shut down and just stop talking. Like, all right, it is what it is. Okay. All right. I'm done talking. Anything else? That's just us. Like I, we ain't got to talk about it no more. If, it, if it's this way, we ain't got to, Women, no, I still want to talk about it. Matter of fact, not only do I want to talk about that, I want to talk about you now. I don't know what people you're around. Like, I don't know what you do in your head like that. Like, for me, 
say in in our household, there's a normal household debate and it becomes heated and I'm going to say what I have to say and then that's it. In a conversation, I said what I had to say. You, why are you looking at me like that? You don't agree? No. You say, you keep saying it in every situation. You have to elaborate. I mean, like, whatever the vulnerable stuff is, you'll keep saying it in every situation that benefits that in that moment. So, we'll run the, them ain't your kids. So, uh, but uh, I only is, say that because it's funny. Shit ain't funny to us as men. You know, it's I not mean, funny you, to most men, you know but it's funny to out you. Here who may not know them kids theirs. But we're not talking about most dudes. We're talking about you. Listen, we are talking about me. Right. So if I was in a normal situation and maybe I had my kid the regular way, that shit may not be so funny. But there's no doubt. It's now comical. Not for me. I don't want to hear that. Or, or, or the um, what's the other one? Oh, them kids don't even like you. I didn't say that. Them kids don't like you. They made your kids. So what? What you're doing them right kids. now is you're like trying to come up with every dig them kid, them, that maybe them, I've ever them. said in your life to make you feel like you can't be vulnerable in your house, and that's you. That's not every man. So the question is in the chat: Does every man feel the same way? Because what you're doing right now is just trying to come up with different things. You put this question out to the group a day or so ago, mm-hmm. and most men said what? There were two men to respond. Um, I want to say maybe three, but go ahead. Okay, well, I I remember two two comments, and one comment which was from DJ Bush, who said um, something about he's um, more vulnerable at times than he lets on, and he feels like he can't always show um, when he's vulnerable because it's not going to go over well or something like that. Okay. And he doesn't want it to be used against him. Okay, what was the other one? The other one was pretty similar. Um, so that's two dudes. Now I'm three who's saying that we don't want our vulnerability to be used against us. But you want to talk about some? No, that ain't true. We want women. We want women today. I want you to be vulnerable. Yes, I want you to express your feelings and say how you feel. That's not necessarily you giving me some ammo to be able to use against you. That's you saying, "Oh man, I feel this way today. I had a rough day because of this, and I feel sad. I feel like I need some personal me time." Because whatever happened today, you know, hey, I'm feeling sad because I'm thinking about my brother. I I just want you to know where I am in that. And maybe I'm going to take me some self-care minutes, you know, stuff like that. Because I can't read your mind. And I can tell when you, you're like in thought because you say it out loud. But other than that, like how is somebody supposed to know what's going on with you? See, you just took a vulnerable moment right there for me. I like to. When I'm deep in thought, I'll be talking out loud. Now you got people thinking I'm crazy. I'm like, nobody even understood that. But since you brought it up, when Kevin is deep in thought, he walks around and he does this. If you ever see him and there's no words, but his mouth moving, he's talking to himself. Man, because I got to go to a safe space where I'm protected. And self said, I got you. Bruh, we're going to hold it down right here in your head. 
I so I'm like if if it's so is it a black woman thing then? So it sounds like what we did was we narrowed this down to relationships because you feel like the bros got you. Y'all have moments. Are we now saying that it's a relationship thing? And is that just a relationship thing with black women where you feel like you can't be vulnerable? No, I think it I think this topic actually impacts all races. I just think black women have been conditioned to look for a certain type of men, especially a black man. And vulnerability isn't on that list. Now, if a black woman wishes to date a white man, I think he can that white man can be as vulnerable as he needs to be, and she's gonna be content. Okay, so that, now that, I guess we get into the meat and potatoes. That, why that, why if, can't you be that with, with a black woman then? Why can't be vulnerable? Why I think it's the way black women perceive black men. So for so long now, we have been seen as what less than, not really value added, scrub, deadbeat. All are these you things. saying these things that like black women are saying this about you? Like where do these words come from? I'm, they, can nobody say that about me? Well, where are you saying for so long you've been perceived? I, Who I perceived said, you as? I, that? I said for so long, black men. Yes, but you said have been perceived as this by who society and oh. black women has fed into that narrative. Okay. So every every black woman wants the thug dude. I don't know. It's a th- it's a song on the radio right now. Talking about some every girl wants a little thug. Every thug wants a little love. A song or something. But it's I like I don't know how the song go verbatim. But it's even now today. It's still a girl want a little thug. Like, no, man, listen, maybe I want to be a third. Maybe I just want to be a nerd. Maybe I want to be a geek. I want to come home, love my family, do my job, play my video game or whatever. Our, our video game is our safe space. <laughs> there it is. All right. So I guess I'll ask the chat. How many people feel like the video game is the, the only safe space you have? No, it get, it get dangerous there, but if you're on the game and you're talking like, man, I can't believe my Man, go ahead and tell us about it while we go ahead and kill these people. Oh, so you talk to other people in the video game. You can game. talk to the other people in the video game if you're playing online or if you're doing the game, as long as it's a decent conversation. Most conversations are all right. Every now and then something can get reckless, but safe spaces. And I don't think every woman wants a thug. Um, why are you making a face? I mean, I feel like what women want is a safe space. And maybe we've now correlated a safe space with someone that seems tougher opposed to the nerdy person that seems like he can't be protective. No. You're just going to know what I think that's what it is. Like, I don't want a thug. I don't want somebody in the streets. Like you go to jail for being in the streets and I ain't going to ride with you. I'm not putting no, no money on your books. You're not getting no sweetie gold off my money. So no thugs. But I do want a protector. And like I said, someone to I want to know that I'm good. Like when you're with me or I'm with you, you got me. That sounds all good. But that's not what women look for in, in the quality of man. That's not what they're looking for. They can say it. They can say it after the fact. After they've been through some stuff, like, man, why can't you just show your emotions? Why can't you just be, why can't you do this? Why can't you do it? If a man felt like it was a safe space to do it, he would do it. 
that means that there's been situations within that relationship that he might, you know what? It's best I just go ahead and shut up. You know what? I might not need to say this. So you're conditioned to not show any emotion. Yes, women condition us not to show emotion sometimes. So, I, I can do, maybe there might be certain moments. Like I said, it depends on who you with. Mm-hmm. You might be able to show certain things in certain moments. I married a damn thug. That nigga cold-blooded over there. Like, ain't showing too many emotions with her. Really? Bo- gonna body me. Really? You be having people really think that I'm something that I'm not on this podcast. You were mine. I know exactly what you are because I kind of help navigate that craziness or that aggressive energy in you because you did used to be very, you did to be very timid. Um, you would like be very helpful. You wanted to support everyone and, you know, I ain't gonna say kumbaya stuff, but you wanted everything to be like in a happy, safe place. And I was like, man, nah, man, let's blow up the world. And as I started getting out, I'm like, you know what, man? The world ain't that bad. Maybe we shouldn't blow it up. I said, then you just kept playing a little bootsy in your head. And when it's a moment, you go off. I don't think that's true either. So at what moments in your life, like, have you actually, like, cried? Like, for real? Like, for real. I've known you for 20 plus years, and I can't think of any moment where I've actually seen you cry. I told you, birth of our kids, that was a cry. So you cried at the birth of both your kids? Mm-hmm. I ain't see it. I know, you was asleep. Okay. I cried at our wedding. I think you were asleep there, too. <laughs> okay, I just keep being asleep, all right. Listen, I, I cried at that moment. Um, you was mad at a whole bunch of stuff that was going on with the wedding, so yeah, that's why you probably didn't see it. But you were crying. Okay. But... That, uh, of course, death of family members and stuff like that. So, I've never even seen you cry at like a death of a family member. Let's see, who would you have seen? So, like, if someone, like, you get a call and someone's passed away, you feel like you have to step away to show, like, to have those emotions. You can't do it while someone's around. No, I have to step away. So do most guys feel that way? Like, okay, I feel like I'm about to cry or like I'm going to be overwhelmed with emotion. I have to go somewhere where nobody can see this. I don't know how most men do. I know that's what I do. All right. Well, so let me answer chat. Those of you that are in the chat, do most men feel like they have to step away so that other people can't see them be emotional? So I'm trying to think of the moments where you would have saw me be emotional you are right. There aren't many real life moments. But I only see you cry at movies and you don't like you just tear up at the movie like, and that's it. Listen, John Q, the little boy did the flex in the street. And then when 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 Tony Stark said, I am Iron Man, and his daughter told him I love you three thousand. Listen, that was for some powerful moments. That was very powerful. Like the Iron powerful. Man had me. It had me. Right. Um, but right, so I could see you be John Wick lost his dog. That was powerful. I'm not gonna give you John Wick. <laughs> but um those are some so Iron Man was a powerful moment, but why can you be vulnerable like watching a movie 
and not in real life. Because it's not my life. So I can get lost in the character or in the, I can get lost, lost in the content of the movie or the book or whatever it is I'm reading. And it's not my life. It's someone else's life or someone, someone else's version of something else. So it is directly. So I will get lost in this stuff. That's why I watch anime a lot of times. Like a lot of animes I watch, I can watch the same scene 50 times and will still cry, still start tearing up at the same scene. Just how it is for me. Okay. So if you feel like you don't have those moments, you can't have those moments where other people are watching, how do we change that narrative? How do we make it a safe space where you can cry at the table? Or you can cry in front of your significant other and say, I feel hurt. I guess I'm going to have to, people going to step on that ledge and make that first cry. People. I'm just saying, I guess I might have to step out on that ledge and make that first cry and see, will it come back against me a year later within the year? So you got to cry one time and gotta, then gotta, wait, and wait a whole year. Because it, listen, he's saying you're going to hit me in that moment, but the moment that something isn't going to plan. And I'm going to say, ah, nigga, remember when you was crying? I have never done such a thing. Remember your soft ass at the table crying all boo-hoo and hoo and stuff. Can't deal with your soft ass. That don't even sound. You're literally just making this up. I felt like you wrote it in I Hate You Diary. No. <laughs> so, you you have to step out and you have to say, hey, I feel this type of way or I need a hug today and just see how that goes. Like, is that something comfortable saying? I feel like I need a hug. No, not me. No. So, so how are you going to make the first step? How are you going to change the narrative? I don't know. Change won't start with me. I got to start with somebody else. Who is somebody else? I don't know. It ain't starting with me. So it's almost like y'all need like a men support group or something where somebody's willing to take the first step. Like, I don't understand. Like if you're saying that, Hey, I'm willing to, to try or, you know, I do something different, break the mold. There has to be a first step to do that. I guess number one, we have to, we have to untrain ourselves from what society and women has taught us. Society, women have have demonstrated time and time again that soft men who show emotions and feeling are not valuable to them. They do not. Dang, want, I disagree with that. Okay, they do not want those men. There's a lot of good dudes out here who don't fit the mold that women have in their head about what type of man he. So the dude just out here crying and don't nobody want him. It's not like nobody wants that dude. But I just never seen a dude where a chick was like, man, don't mess with him. He just be crying. I've never heard that. But you have heard him. I can't deal with that soft ass motherfucker. No, I haven't. Okay. I've not heard that either. I've heard a lot of different things on why I can't deal with him, but that wasn't one of them. Okay. I think that's a narrative that maybe men have made up that women say. We're not making this up. Everything is based off of experiences. 
So if, if we as men felt like we could cry or have those vulnerable moments with women, around women, in front of women and things like that, then we would do it more often. Like, let's be for real. So if you saw a grown ass man as you walking, you walking into Walmart, you saw this grown ass man just crying. Mm-hmm. You gonna stop and try to figure out what's wrong with him? Mm-mm. Yes or no? The answer is no. No. I you would. No, we are not. yes, yes. We are now. You're lying. We are naturally drawn when Absolutely. to emotional. Pass the chat. If you walk <laughs> the door and you see some, you see a woman crying. Oh, what's wrong? You okay? But you I ain't gonna. Man, I don't know. A grown man crying. That's how I want my. Would you stop to see if he was okay? You would stop for a child, man, woman, you, none of them. You would stop for a child, a woman, all of that. Yes, you would. No, would it? Elderly person, all of that. None of them. None El- of elderly them. woman, let me say that person. Elderly woman, yes. Walmart it seemed like a setup. Like somebody fake crying, they're going to steal me. I'm going to be sold. Uh-uh. I'm in another country before I like blink. My- I'm not stopping for nobody at Walmart. Okay, pick a safe space. All right, see? Somebody in the chat said none. I'm stopping for none of them. Get your kid, your grandma, all of them people who going to stay out there and keep crying because I'm going to keep walking like I don't see you. Okay, here's another one. So if you saw a woman beating up on a man in public, would you try to stop that woman? No. But if you saw a man beating up on a woman, would you stop, say something, or do anything? No. A conversation over, man. We can't even have an honest dialogue. Right <laughs> I'm now. having an honest dialogue. Listen, I'll even give you a true statement. I got picked for jury duty. And in the jury duty, it was like, um, the case is going to be where a man beat up on a woman. Could you? Do you feel like men shouldn't hit women? And my answer was, I don't feel like that. Like, I got to hear the backstory. Did she beat his ass first? I don't know what happened in their relationship. They may fight each other. I ain't getting involved in that. I honestly feel like that. Whoever hit who. Why you got to know a backstory? All I'm saying is that. You I'm just not into, getting involved in that. You walked into a situation. You, you, you've you now seen it enough where you see the man is just not fighting back, but he's steadily getting punched and hit and stuff. They've done social experiments behind this where the woman would literally be hitting the dude and everybody be pointing and laughing at him like, <laughs> look at this little soft ass. <laughs> you be having a lot of like facts and backup but, things. But, but, but so the man grabbed the chick arm and when they turned it around and the man grabbed the arm and said, hey, stop. What are you doing? And everybody came from all the corners. What you doing? You better put your hands on You like, it's just. But you asked me and I'm telling you in neither situation would I help anyone. Just cutthroat. And you think I'm going to be vulnerable with you? You won't help nobody. So I'm going to show you some vulnerability. No. But the scenarios that you're using it's just like I'm, so outlandish. How's that outlandish? I need to know the backstory. Like, why would I insert myself in a situation? I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Most decent humans would like to help people. Oh, now I'm not a decent human. Man, listen, you just said that I'm literally going to sit there and watch a dude beat up on a chick and not do nothing. I'm going to watch. I'm going to mind my business and leave. Like, I'm going on with whatever I was doing. I'm not going to watch it. Don't shake your head. I don't know of a lot of people who gonna like be like, hey, hey, dude, I'm gonna run up there to the so he can beat my ass too. I'm like, nah, I'm just, you know, going on about my business. 
That's all I'm saying. Your scenarios just didn't work out for me. You pick a scenario that you would. So what I'm saying is if I saw my husband crying, would I come and give him a hug? Yes, I would. And I would say, what's wrong? Because I know him. I don't know random dude outside of Walmart. If I knew someone and I'm like, dang, he normally not like something going on, then I would approach you and be like, what's going on? How can I be helpful? Never random person, though. That's just not in my personality. If you saw my brother outside crying somewhere. Then I would run to go get him because your brother don't normally cry. So something happened, something wrong. And I'd be like, man, LC, what is up? What's happening? I'm giving him a hug. Tell me what's going on. Who I need to call? My father. Your dad. Um. Hmm? <laughs> Come again, say what? <laughs> um, I probably would act like I didn't see him. And then I would call one of y'all and be like, hey, so you know your daddy out here crying, but I'm, you know, in the car. And that that's honest my honest answer. <laughs> my honest answer is I probably wouldn't stop, but I would call I would phone a friend and let y'all know that your daddy was outside crying. Gotcha. Selective. It is. It's selective on who you help. Because in, in these days you can't help everyone. So you're using an example for me where I'm just going to randomly help strangers. But sometimes in today's society, you hurt yourself by helping strangers or, or like putting yourself out there. I ain't trying to do that. I think that's it. So if there's some type of connection, like I, I'll, I'll use an example. I knew of someone that was in a situation and someone was like, hey, I think you had a means to help them. And I'm like, well, let me see if they really need help. So I talked to the person they really need help. And in that time, I came to you and I was like, I think this person really needs help. Can we open up our home so that we can help this person? And we weren't here. And you were like, okay, cool. At that moment, I felt like we vulnerable together. I don't know how it's going to end, but let's see if we can help someone. But I had to know that person a little bit to be able to do that. You wouldn't be like, hey, the stranger, I'm going to be like, yeah, sure. That's unrealistic. In your scenario, yes, that's very unrealistic for you to open up your home to someone. I just mean, like, all I see is normal. Like, you can be walking into a place and you see someone crying, and just hey, you okay? You all right? I'm never gonna be like, hey, you okay? Just, just have faith, pray on it. All the little BS, the stuff people do to just to say, man, to show a little bit of empathy. You saying that you're gonna keep whistling and keep scooting past them? Oh, you're crying? Cool. You oh gone. my God. <laughs> keep that crying shit over there. Keep, keep that crying shit over there, right? I'm don't, just going to blink. I don't like don't, you don't, trying don't. to say it like it's really bad. I am going to keep moving. Like that is honest, my honest answer. I'm saying it the way you just stated it. No, I'm scooting and dancing past them and whistling and all of that. Ah, they over there crying. I'm doing none of that. I'm just minding my own business and not bothering them. All I heard was that you was crip walking past them. Like, bitch, figure that on your own. What I'm saying is the men in our household, you went out and gave this ridiculous example about somebody at Walmart. The men and, in our household. And, and then I gave an example of people you would know. And I told you, if I know them, I'm be helpful. I'm honestly want to, to provide help. Like, I honestly care about you. Let me help you in whatever type of way. All I heard is don't be vulnerable. 
But I'm asking you, how do we change the narrative? How do we change that so you can be vulnerable? We got to see people being vulnerable and embrace it. Like if I see someone out on the street crying, I may not have the answer for them, but maybe I could say, man, maybe I may say the word that might can help. What word would you give them that, that, so, that can oh, help them? I don't know. So perfect example. We was at, we was at um, Sam's Sunday, right? Yeah. Nobody said nothing to you. Nobody said you seen someone that you felt like was in need, right? Yeah. Did, did, did they say they were vulnerable? No. But in your mind, they looked vulnerable, right? Yeah. And you went to help them, right? Yeah. So I don't know why you sitting here pretending like you wouldn't help. But my question is, that person was a woman. Now, if that person was a man, would you have done the same thing? Yes. So you're using that example. What happened was in that scenario, my kid said, look at this person. And he made me start focusing on what the person was doing. And that's what made me notice them. But in my regular life, I just, I do not notice people like that. So had my son not been like, hey, what they doing? I would have never paid attention to them. And just kept on moving. But when something calls to my spirit and says, hey, you should help them. I always listen. So, so somebody getting beat in front of you, God didn't call on your spirit in that moment. But I'm just trying to make sure I understand your spirit levels. That's it. Like Avatar. I'm just trying to understand your spirit levels. So I just try to like relate it to, let's say, like my, my past experience, because that's what people relate stuff to. In my past experience, if I was getting beat by a guy, I probably was beating him first. And if someone came to help me, business, we got this. And I just think of things that way. Like, you don't know what type of situation it is. Like, so just mind your business. If it looked like it was a bad enough beating, then I could call the police. But I'm still not rushing in to, to get beat up, too. No, like, hey, police, they over here, you know, girl getting beat down. As I drive away, I told... Girl getting beat down. Would you call the police if you saw a man get beat down? Yes. Okay. 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 Uh, today's episode so is see, about lies. <laughs> whatever. Um, someone said, it's a women's intuition. It's hard to explain. And I appreciate that because it is hard to explain. It's just certain things make me act and other things make me not So act. if y'all can't explain it, why am I going to put myself in a position where you'd exploit what you can't explain? Because it's different. You're talking about people outside of your household. What I'm saying is in our relationship, how do you change so that you can be vulnerable with your wife? How do men change to be vulnerable with their significant others? You're now saying that you feel like it's a black women problem. How do we change that? I said... That I think it's a problem for all races. I believe black women have been conditioned differently and more harshly to not be as forgiving to vulnerable men, especially vulnerable black men. I think black women will be vulnerable to every other race, have more vulnerability any every other race except for the black men. So if you were married to a white woman, you would be fine expressing your feelings at home. I feel like it might be a a place for a more open dialogue to deal with that. And it may, and it may not be used against me. 
which means that you feel like it's a black woman problem. I feel like a black woman would feel more comfortable speaking with a white male about her feelings and stuff like that than a black man. So I, it may be a cultural problem within us. Okay, so someone said very early in the podcast that it's how you're raised. So if we're now saying that it's a cultural problem, then it probably does go back to how we're raised. Right. So if black women have, if we hate doing statistics, but maybe everybody. Oh, here we go. Fakestatistics.com. Whatever. So if you look at the households that were, were tep- typical single parent households, these kids were being raised by typical, typical uh, uh, single, single mother households and things of that nature. So they conditioned their kids to look at men a certain way. Especially if they if their fathers were maybe they wasn't the best at that time or whatever the situation was, then every man would be that type of example or that type of resemblance for those kids. And that woman is gonna instill that in her kids. So for me, I think it is something that's cultural, something that we grew up with. Even regardless if you grew up in a both parents in the household or not. I think there are certain levels of strength that we always have to have always have to show. We always have to be strong as black people. We always have to be 10 times strong. We always have to be 10 times better. We always have to be 10 times, whatever. That's the whole narrative I've heard forever to be black in America. You have to be 10 times better than everybody else. So that's the narrative that's playing in your head. It's always plays in our head. If you're going to grow up, if you're going to succeed in corporate America as a black woman, and it's more of a white dominated field. You already got to approach it. I got to be 10 times better than the competition. You know, when those spaces where you was in as that black woman, listen, I know I can't show emotions as a woman. You knew that you had to project a lot of strength. Sometimes you almost have to project masculinity. No other race wants they women to project masculinity, but black women are just few, just that shit just seep out of y'all pores now. Y'all have to be so masculine and so this and so that. So if you're so masculine, is there really a space for vulnerability for a man? I think that's a good question. Uh, so I hear <clears throat> Rena comments, other races listen and are affectionate in their culture. Uh, it's about learning and growing with your spouse and being empathetic and sympathetic to what they're feeling. So two different comments there. I definitely can relate to what you're saying about not being able to show emotion. So what I'm saying is if it is conditioned, how do we change it? It's going to start with the woman. It's going to start with those spaces being allowed, those, those vulnerable moments not being thrown back in our face. Hmm. Let me go to the so um Jasmine says, so let's just play into the culture thing. You are black parents. How does your messaging sound to your kids regarding vulnerable and women being too masculine? So I think that's a good question. How does your messaging sound? Do you tell your kids that they gotta be strong, <clears throat> they can't feel a certain type of way? And do you tell your daughter she gotta be strong, she can't feel emotions? Like, are we changing the next generation? No. So let's run that narrative. So my daughter, she can cry. She can have all the emotions she want to. She can go through all the mood swings. My son, he better buck the hell up. Man, you better tighten up. As a, as a man, 
teaching a, a man to survive in this world, especially a black child. Listen, a lot of that emotional stuff, you got to check that. You got to learn to be this so way. So I don't, I don't teach him <clears throat> that way. He can be as emotional as he wants with me. I give him as many hugs as I feel like he needs. And I think you're raising. We are raising our kids to be able to survive in this world as a black man i have to there are certain things i have to teach my son to be able to survive to be able to when i when he leaves from under my care i know i put him on a path that he can so he can fend for himself a lot of times with women they putting their sons out here on paths let me read a comment. Let me yeah, read a comment. Because, because, because little dude, especially in a single parent household, the little dude is not king yet. Don't give him a king title. Don't give him the man of the house title. Listen, you got these certain things you got to earn and you got to be able to suppress certain emotions. A lot of these kids now, man, these, these little boys, I be looking at them sometimes because I coach like, man, come on, man. Like you got to toughen up. You got to buck up. Like you can talk about your stuff, we can have this conversation, we can work through the emotions, but you can't just that it can't just keep seeping out of you all day long, bro. All right, so one comment says black women nowadays are too gangster and thugged out. Ooh. The next comment says it has to be a desire to change and grow too. This one says for me to stop bringing up John Q, and then the um last one thank says thank you, thank you. But you, you, you didn't hit me with John Q a couple of times. You're always crying to John Q. See, a vulnerable moment for me. Not you, always crying in John I'm gonna Q. Go, I'm going to go. You cried in John I, Q. I, I listen, I'm going to go find the episode. I'm going to say, man, it happened in episode three, six, and eight, where she had to bring up that I cried in John Q. Just do that up. You're there crying in John Q. Vulnerable moment for me, threw in my face. And how did you feel about that? Fuck you. Mm. Giving you no more energy for me. So this one says, um, can kids be tough in the world and vulnerable at home? And I think that's that's a great dynamic because that's kind of what I would like to be able to teach them. I know it's not always easy, but they should be able to express how they feel the same way that black men should be able to express how they feel and home be a safe space, even though you have to put on a different face when you're out in the world. Right, so at home, we can work through those things. And that's where you come into place. I have to prepare him for outside the doors. Our son. Our daughter, she sometimes get emotional. Like, baby, you got to suck that up. Like, this, she gets a little bit more leeway than our son. That's not fair, though. Life isn't fair. Who said life is fair? I think you should be able to show him as his father, hey, I can be vulnerable, too. I have bad days. I want to cry sometimes, too. And then maybe he will feel like it's more accepted. So, yes. And I'm learning to change that narrative. Okay. So I will be transparent. So at first it was just suck it up, do this, do that. We've had some situations and some moments where you're like, man, I got to change the way I parent because I don't want the way that I'm parenting to now impact the kids we're raising in this generation. And that's what's crazy. Like the, like the kids in this generation, there's so many things that can attack them, that can go after them, that can affect their mental. And it never turns off. At least for us, we had a moment where stuff turned off. Where the bullies at school couldn't reach you. 
where, you know, any random person just couldn't insult you because you weren't exposed to so many things. Like, people are attacking our kids left and right, people they know and people they don't know. So I am learning as a parent to, hey, you know what? I do have to show, there are times you can be vulnerable. There are times where you can show emotion stuff. Had to do it the other night with our son. Like, listen, man, it's okay. Listen, I get it. Life ain't fun. Life ain't fair. But there are moments where you can have this. So you need somebody to show you. I guess. I can only teach as much as I've been exposed to. So if I haven't really been exposed to it, I can't really provide more content to it than that. So black men need therapy. Absolutely. Black men need therapy. All right, so maybe that's the first step. So, Kevin, your first step, would you be willing to go to therapy? No. Then how are you going to change the narrative? I'll figure it out. But that's that's like the black people narrative. Like, ah, we don't need therapy. That therapy means like something wrong with you. That's not that. And someone, you need someone to show you the way. Why not take the first step? It's not that I'm saying that people should, I don't need therapy. I don't, sometimes people, we don't want to relive certain things. Well, then don't relive it. Just go to a therapist so you can talk through your emotions. So you can be vulnerable with a therapist. And then that way you can work your way to be vulnerable to your spouse. It's baby steps. I feel like I'm be laying on the couch and somebody's That's not true. Therapy's virtual. They got text message therapy. Um, I got a text? Oh, that's that's a short therapy section. The point is there's different outlets of therapy. You can even do men groups. I think Donald said he does like some type of like men group. But there's different outlets for therapy. If you're saying that, hey, it has to start somewhere and you got to teach your son, why doesn't it start with you and you take the first step and say, hey, I know I have to work on this too. Let's do this. Shout out to me for coming up with answers. What? That's crazy. I don't have a rebuttal. I see. So, I don't have a rebuttal. Leave it Wrap it up on that, and then he don't have a rebuttal. So, we'll be back so we can let y'all know how Kevin's first therapy session is going to go. Right? Good job, Butler. And Jasmine agrees with me. I love a podcast where I get it. I agree. Got it. Clap it up for me. Clap it up for you with that fake clap. (laughs) Oh, I got another agree. The right therapist will give you the tools to navigate past trauma. So you're not reliving it um, and get you and get there when you're ready. So I think I read that wrong, but you get the point. I get it. So as we wrap up this episode, what do you want to leave them with? That there are no safe space for men. Oh, my God. Men, protect your vulnerability. These women are vicious. Oh, my goodness. Lock it away. Because the moment they can expose it, they will. Talk to your brothers. We may crack jokes. But that's a safer space. At home. Maybe your person at home. It kind of feels like, why are you with the person? I'm just going to be honest. Like, that don't make sense to me. Okay. So, Jasmar says, Kevin, try it.
Beverly said, men's safe space in therapy. So, also just try it. I think we should just listen to everyone in podcast land and just try it. So, as we leave you, um, definitely, so you guys know, Boss Fest is not just a podcast. It's actually an event. Um, our Boss Fest event will be held on October 8th in Lakeland. If you're looking to get your tickets, you can do that at www.boss-fest.com. And until next week, we'll see you. We'll see you. Peace.